Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. How many of you are really blessed by the testimonies? Yeah? So today I have a powerful testimony. I have two powerful testimonies to read to you. So I pray that you'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. So during Sunday's communion prayer, after the service on soul winning, Bishop Richard said, May the struggler receive the strength of the overcomer. May you overcome everything you have struggled with, and I will block every form of failure. Wow. I told myself that I would really receive and believe this prayer. When I went to work the following day, I couldn't believe that every single thing I did seemed to be successful. I work in sales, providing marketing services for large corporate and retail companies. It's a new job, and I am still in my probation period. For the first two months of this role, I've struggled to get any interest from clients. However, on Monday, every time I approached a new client, they were interested. It was as though I had received authority and everyone I spoke to was offering their business to me. I received more business on Monday morning than I had received in the previous week. As I spoke to clients, I felt a supernatural ability to know exactly what to say and when to say it. Clients were saying things like, you've called me at the perfect time and I would really like my whole team to meet with you. I want to thank God so much for the pastor and the church that I have. Amen. Amen. I have another testimony to read to you. Hi. My name is Dolapo, and I'm a member of the Worship Stars in First Love Church, Bradford. Before becoming born again and joining First Love Church, my education meant everything to me, and I dedicated most of my time and energy to it. However, things were not as good as I wanted them to be. After fully becoming a part of the church and joining the worship stars, I found things started improving until some time around January when it all turned around. Suddenly, I started getting more and more tired. On some days, I'd be so tired I would be unable to leave my bed or even eat. I started missing so many lectures and tests that it began affecting my module grades, which would determine whether or not I passed the year and went on to placement. Through all of this, I still forced myself to keep coming to church and started listening to more of Bishop Richard's messages. The messages encouraged me to press on. Everything started turning around for the better till I was informed by my tutor that I was failing one of my modules. This meant I would have to resit the whole year unless I had extenuating circumstances. 
The deadline for extenuating circumstances was two weeks after I had the experience. Mine would be over three months late. Regardless of all the odds stacked against me, I believed that what was an impossibility with men was possible with God. So with faith, I applied anyway, praying every step of the way. Miraculously, my extenuating circumstances were approved. Now, not only am I passing the year, but I am getting an overall 2-1 for the year. Praise the Lord. Amen. May that be your story as well. All right, so we have another testimony to receive. So please put your hands together and let's welcome Taliswa. Hi everyone, um, my name is Taliswa and I'm a dancing star. Um, my testimony is about the speedy provision of God. So about two weeks ago I got fired from my job. Um, I know, right? <laughs> um, I lost a very important document at work and it just became a really big deal. My um, manager actually said, oh don't worry about it, it will blow over, but that wasn't the case. I did everything I could to find it. I even contacted the person that submitted the document to see if they had a copy. They didn't. I searched everywhere and I could not find it. But because she said it was okay, I thought, oh, it'll be okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so the next day, another manager from a different team complained about the lost document. And literally, my manager called me into her office and told me straight away that I had to leave. I had seven days to leave. So this happened on Monday. And then by the following Monday, I had to be out. Um, So I just said, okay. I apologized and said thank you for the opportunity. Then I went back to my desk and I started looking for opportunities straight away. I was applying for everything, calling agencies, emailing, doing everything I could to work where I wanted to work. Um, And then I messaged Bishop as well to tell him what had happened. And I remember when I was writing the message, I couldn't even believe what I was saying because it was literally not a big deal and then it became a big deal so um when i told him he said it's okay don't worry and i thought okay i won't worry it'll be okay <laughs> um and believe it or not when i woke up on tuesday wednesday thursday and friday without a job those are actually the words that i remembered that it would be okay and i had hope so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday passed. And then on Friday afternoon, I got a phone call from a company who wanted to offer me an interview. So I just said, okay, I'll go. They told me what I had to do, what I had to research. They gave me homework for the interview. And I said, oh, no problem. I'll be fine. Um, but then on the same day, I got food poisoning and I was really ill. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I literally couldn't do anything without feeling sick. Everything was just a struggle and... Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't able to prepare properly for my interview. I did the research, but it wasn't like impressive. It was just like surface level knowledge, like nothing great. Um, woke up on Saturday, still felt ill. Woke up Sunday, felt even more ill. Woke up on Monday, and I felt better. 
So I went for my interview, and it was the longest interview I've ever been to in my life. It was like an hour, just, just over an hour, and it was back-to-back questions on things that I had not touched since university. But by the grace of God, I was able to answer the questions with ease, and I actually think it was so effortless because I had no idea what I was talking about, but I was able to answer the questions. So I went home, and about an hour later, I got a phone call, and they said they wanted to offer me the job. So I accepted straight away. And when I accepted, the first thing that I thought of was Communion Sunday, the day before I lost my job. Um, Bishop Richard said that the next piece of news, next letter, next email you receive will be good news. And I thought, this is really good news. So, I mean, I was very happy. Um, And I'd just like to encourage you that the messages are true. Everything that you hear in them is true, but you have to believe it. Because as of late, so many good things have been happening to me. And I can't necessarily say for all of them that it was from this message or that message. But I just know that as I've been listening to the messages, my life has changed. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you. Wow. How many of you were encouraged by Talisa's testimony? I see you receiving good news as well. Two news. (laughs) Three news. (laughs) Amen. Are you ready to hear some beautiful singing? Some anointed singing? Then please put your hands together and welcome Marcella! Obligations of a Christian Attempt great things for God Yeah, 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 yeah That's what you gotta do Attempt great things for God Obligations of a Christian Attempt great things for God That's what you gotta do As a Christian, yeah Attempt great things for God Obligations of a Christian Attempt great things for God Use all means available to do the work of God. Obligations of a Christian, witness sent to everyone. Salvation of the nations by the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, oh. So can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you go just a little bit further? Can't you preach just a little bit more? Can't you give just a little bit more? The church must send or it will end. So attempt great things for God. You need to get up, get up, stand up. You must fight the fight. You must fight the fight. Get up, stand up. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. Don't give up the fight. Get up. Get up, get up, stand up. You must fight the fight. You must fight the fight. Get up, get up, get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. Don't give up the fight. Jesus came on a mission. He came from ever to earth. He fought the devil in the wilderness. He fought for the souls of men. Came to seek that which was lost. Suffered on the Pontius Pilate 
crucified for you and me. So attempt great things for God. You need to get up. Get up, stand up. You must fight the fight. You must fight the fight. Get up, stand up. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. Don't give up the fight. Get up, stand up. Get up, stand up. You gotta fight. You must fight the fight. Get up and get up and get up and get up. Don't give it up. They went to the ends of the world Paul went to the Gentiles He preached Christ to them William Carey fought for India Adoniram Jackson fought for Burma Zizendorf went to the end of the world And McEwen fought Ghana You need to get up You gotta do it your turn to do the work of God. Others have worked, now we must work for this generation. We can sit and make excuses, sitting down and thinking about it, getting married and making babies, doing business and getting jobs. We are in a fight, hey, a fight to win the law, so you gotta get up, get up. So you gotta get up. You must fight the fight. Oh, 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 oh. Get up, stand up. Don't give it up. Don't give up the fight. Get up, stand up. Get up, stand up. You must fight the fight. You must fight the fight. Get up, stand up. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. I see Kowati Day. Lati Shisha Oluwa. Today,
There is no one else to work for But you, Lord No one else but you, Lord No one else but you, Lord Jesus loves them 
enjoy that beautiful singing? Has it prepared your heart for the best part of the service? Are you guys ready for what's coming next? We're so privileged to have a pastor to feed us the word of God this Sunday. So if you're as excited as I am, I want you to rise to your feet and let's welcome Bishop Richard Aye. Hallelujah. Two for one. One, two. Hallelujah. Oh, give Jesus a shout. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this blessed time in your presence and in your house, Lord. Thank you for your blessing on this service. Thank you for the blessing on the lives of those that have gathered here. Speak to us, Lord. Instruct us. And may we be blessed. And may we be encouraged, Lord. May we be healed. May we be delivered. Set us free, Lord, from every bondage of wickedness, Lord. Every band of wickedness may be broken this morning, this afternoon, Lord. Thank you for a beautiful opportunity to be in your presence. Let your will be done in this service. May we be saved. May we be blessed. May we be healed. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Take your seats. Wow. So then turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 11. And um, we're sharing on soul winning. Soul winning. Have you been winning souls? I can't hear you. I still can't hear you. Okay. You've got to be a soul winner. Otherwise your Christianity is becoming meaningless. You are saved to save. Hallelujah. You must have that as your main aim. That you are saved. That others will become saved. We are not saved to that we have a new car. You are saved. So that. That's the Bible calls us. The salt of this earth. And, and light as well. So once you have found the light. You've got to shine the light to others. Hallelujah. So we are learning. We are being trained. We are being taught. To become soul winners soul winners that's why some of us will take it to higher levels and different levels some of us will be soul winners as we're in the church here some of us will be soul winners as we become elders as we become pastors some will become soul winners as you become missionaries missionaries in church planting planting of churches in other countries it's all an effort to win souls. It adds meaning and a blessing to your Christianity. Hallelujah. And you know, soul winning is like the heartbeat of God. It's what God likes. It's what God wants. So if you're a soul winner, God will like you. God will like you. God will bless you. More than, some, more than someone 
who is always asking for a pair of shoes from him. Do you understand what I'm saying? So soul winning is very important uh, as Christians. You have to be soul winners. You really have to understand, believe in, and practice soul winning. So um, here in the scripture, in Proverbs chapter 11, in verse 30, the scripture says that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Um, the activity of a righteous person is life. If, if you're a real Christian, a real righteous person, the effect and your contribution that you will make in another person's life is to offer them life. Offer them life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. So the scripture says the fruit, the fruit. When you, when, you, when you interact, when you interact with another person, the fruit that should come out, or as you interact um, with God, you say you're a Christian with God, the fruit that should come out of you is a tree of life. You should give people life. Life is what you must offer. To others, not taking life from them. So you see, anybody, anybody uh, that takes away or affects your relationship with God, that person has a demon. I don't want to say it any nicer because I want you to say it nicely, say it another way. People don't get it. People don't get it. People think that we are just saying things, and it's like. It's almost like it's okay to be like this, okay to do this. But there are people, since you met them, your, your Christianity is messy. You're not even sure what you have and what you don't have. Are you there? Yeah. That is a, demons are real. They are not an imaginary thing. They influence people. Don't only wait for a rapist or a murderer or some other kind of person that is taking human lives before you, you feel that an evil spirit is working in the person. There are evil spirits that are working in them. But also you see the things that are disrupting your Christianity and your work with God. It's these demons, devils, devils, devils are at work that are taking you away from your faith as you are losing your faith, as someone is giving you reasons Reasons are discovering reasons to lose your faith, to even to change, even to change your vision of serving God, of going all out for God, reducing reducing your devotion and your commitment. It is not, it is not the fruit of the spirit. It's not a, it's not, it's not wisdom from above. It's wisdom from somewhere else. As you are deciding, okay, I don't want to serve God anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Another thing has taken control. Another thing has taken control. Adam was in the garden with his wife. His wife was called Eve. Oh, Eve. She was called Eve. She was called Eve. Eve. Eve has had an interaction with something she shouldn't have interacted with. So when she, when her husband came home, I don't know where he went, when he came home, she decided to have a discussion with him. 
By the time she finished her discussion, Adam has changed his mind about God. He started doing what God has said don't do. Or started doing the opposite of what he has said he would do earlier when all that he knew was God. So you see some of the change in attitude in serving God. It's a fruit of a negative interaction. No matter how much sense it makes, of course it should make sense. When Eve was talking to Adam, she wasn't speaking gibberish. She was speaking intelligently. You understand what she was saying. The fact that what you are saying makes sense doesn't mean that it's from God. In the garden was the tree of life. And on the other side was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge of good and evil. It's not two trees. Knowledge of good and the knowledge of evil. There was a tree for life. This one, life. And then there's the tree to know what is good and what is bad. Adam and Eve ate this tree, good and evil. That's how we become masters of what is good and what is evil. Masters of what is right and what is wrong. So while, whilst we are battling out what is right and what is wrong, truth is still sitting there. Life is still there. God, God is not part of what you call right or wrong. It's not God. It's not God's world. God is truth. Right and wrong doesn't, you can be right, you can be wrong. It doesn't, it doesn't make God, God, or, or take anything away from God. But we have become masters of what is right and what is wrong. We've become masters of debates. We have debates, arguments, talkings. It doesn't bring you closer to God. It doesn't mean you are close to God or you are far from God. Your debates, your arguments, the truth is there, which is God and his word. It's still sitting there. That's why as soon as they went to eat this one, God had to release some angels with flaming swords to go and protect this one before they go and eat it as well. In their rebellion. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, what am I saying? I'm saying that, I'm saying to say to us that carefully guard your love for God and your devotion to God and carefully look out for the diluters of your zeal and your passion. The diluters of things that you like and things that you really want. You love God. Then someone comes as, as, as though your passion and your zeal is like squash. Pouring water into it. Right, your passion or whatever. So, a tree of life. Sorry, fruit of life. Tree of life. 
is the fruit of the righteous. The tree of life is the fruit of the righteous. And then the scripture says, the second part of that passage says that, and he that winneth souls is wise. He that winneth souls is a wise person. When you are into soul winning, you are becoming wise. All decisions that you will make in your life, make sure this, this is one of them, that you are a soul winner. Because the scripture says that when you are a soul winner, you are a wise person. You are a wise person. You are a wise person. Oh, you are a winner of souls. Souls are at, at stake. And you are winning some for God. You are winning some to Christ. You are wise. You are wise. May you be found wise. Amen. Then, the scripture says, in John chapter 3 and verse 16. Do you like that verse? I really like this verse. I really like this verse. I really, I really want you to live the rest of your Christianity with a, a deep understanding and appreciation of this verse. That for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. That is anybody at all. Anybody at all. Anybody at all. Is it because of the knowledge of good and evil, that tree that uh, we have eaten? We are always coming up with rules and principles. People always have rules. Sometimes I'm the pastor of the church. I don't even know where rules came from. I meet people and they'll be saying, you know, you can, we don't do this. We don't do that. You know, we can't do this. If you want, like someone was asking me the other day, um, can, I, um, can I, I, I need to see you. What should I do? You need to see what should you do. Where, who, where's the protocol book? I don't have any protocol book of who can see me and who can see me. But before you realize, we have created rules, principles to this. You can't do this. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't run here. You shouldn't walk here. You shouldn't look in this direction. When you are speaking in tongues, never look to your right. Like that. I mean, all sorts of ideas. I hear the rules and I ask myself, where did this come from? I don't know about it. I don't know about it. I don't know where it came from. But it's a, it's a, it's a not. So we are more inclined to bring rules. Don't do this. Don't dress like this. And you see, when, when people also start growing up and, and, and they lose their, their real passion for God and for winning of souls, then they go into lesser things. Some of the lesser things are like clothes. Don't dress like this. Don't dress like that. Your skirt is too short. Your dress is too short. Your this place is showing. Your that place is a, a picture. It's, it's, it's actually a misdirected zeal. Of course, if somebody is your friend and the person is, uh, I mean, accidentally is, you know, revealing the unrevealed, you can, you can measure the person that, you know what, can you just... Um, Patch up it. But it's not, it's not like a doctrine. It's not like, I mean, you're going to spend 30 minutes teaching somebody. I mean, it's just, we all make mistakes. Don't you make mistakes? Don't you sometimes have a bogey sticking out of your nose? You just pick it. I haven't seen people who eat their food. It's like condensed milk. Creamy lollipop.
your real passion, zeal, affection, focus should be so winning. That's what he said. But he gave whosoever believing. This is God. When God is speaking, anybody can. When God is calling and inviting, he says, anybody. When we are inviting, when we are inviting, including our weddings, we don't say anybody. When it's God, when it's God, you see how different we are from God. When it's God, anybody, 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 anybody can come to church, anybody can be saved, anybody can do this, anybody can be a minister, anybody can preach, anybody can teach. I mean, that is, that is God, anybody. When it gets to us, then we bring the rules. Are you a virgin? Are you this? Have you smoked before? You do this? Where do you live? What was the last time you did this? If you've done this before, then you can't do this. That is us. All those rules are from us. This is God. This is it. Anybody, whosoever, anybody can come. Anybody. God is having a wedding. He will say everybody can come. This is, he's actually inviting us for marriage. For a marriage supper. We are picky, choosy, selective. And touchy. We have rules. Anybody who is easily offended, it's not the offenders who are at fault. If I've never told you before, let me tell you. Those who are easily offended. It, the problem is not with the uh, offenders. The problem is with the lawmaker. Offense means my law has been broken. You are the one who has laws. That's why you are hurt. You have too many laws. You have too many rules. If you didn't have any, you would never be offended. Because there's nothing to break. There's nothing to offend. You are touchy, picky, sensitive, nose in the air. Eyes, 17 eyes all around your head. Usually, offender looks like some wicked, evil person, isn't it? But if you didn't have that rule, you'd never be offended. Look at the things that you're offended by. He shouted at me. He didn't say hello to me. These are all your personal laws. These are all your personal laws. He didn't respond to my text. Uh, he didn't make me a shepherd. They didn't do this. These are, these are your laws. These are your laws. You have the law. You have the law that when, when you send a text, you must have a response in 17 hours. You have that law. If you are more relaxed, you will not be offended or hurt. You just say, oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he's ready. I'm sure when he's ready, he's busy. Maybe you just say something, just move on. Before congestion charges were introduced, we could drive freely into London and back. Now the law has come. As you are approaching, you have to remember, ah, congestion charge, I have to pay. Because the inner city has become more sensitive, has has more rules. But for God, whosoever, anybody, anybody at all, God is that easy. Anybody at all. Anybody. Anybody at all. Anybody. Anybody can come. Anybody should come. 
Anybody who wants, flow. That's God. You want somebody with long hair, somebody with this. I remember I spent nothing less than three hours with a a sister one day on on the phone. It was on the phone. It must be about three hours talking. Do you know what we're talking about? A good brother like him. Good one. Her only problem, her only problem is that she's taller than him. That was our discussion. That was our discussion. Look, listen, listen, listen. I could, listen, I couldn't believe because after I've done my convincing talking, I said, listen, I said, you, I said, you won't notice when you marry after whatever, I don't know how many days, you will not even notice the person side, the person, you won't notice. Then she said, then she said. This, this, this was the last point. That one, I, I, just, I just couldn't help it. We, 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 look, it's okay. Go and pray. It's okay. <laughs> she, did, she ended up not accepting him. She ended up marrying an orangu. Yeah. yeah. She, she married somebody who has just, has just crumbled her life. Her last point was that she said, she said, Pastor, she said, Pastor Richard, my wedding pictures. <laughs> yes. She said, my wedding. Are you people listening or you are preaching? <laughs> Listen, she said, my wedding pictures. So I said, what about your wedding pictures? She said, it's my dream to wear heeled shoes. That's me heels. I have to be up a bit. Already when I'm, I'm, I'm even barefooted, I'm taller. <laughs> now I'm going to go higher. So all my pictures, I'll be here and she'll be, he'll be there. <laughs> and she said she can't. I said, if so be the case, I also can help you. Very about pray and decide. So because of her wedding pictures, she chose the scrambler. Tall as, yeah, tall as scrambler. Tall and fat scrambler. I'm sure when he finished scrambling, when he, the, the, I'm sure he whipped, he whipped the heck, he whipped it. Why you finish after he took some peppers and they just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he put a bowl under his arm. They had a phone. Yeah. But this is God, whosoever. They say whosoever believeth in him, then you see. His heart. I need to feel his heart here. He says that should not perish. Should not perish. Have you, have you, have, have you ever given instruction before? 
So when you give instruction and the person you are speaking to does not know you, will not get the spirit of the message. So my thing that it's true, he loved the world. It's true, he gave his only son. But he's saying that so that they won't perish. There's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. That they shouldn't perish. I don't want anybody to perish. I don't want anybody to perish. That's the reason. You see, anytime you're talking to someone, you're talking to uh, any, anyone, anyone of uh, whatever, importance, whatever, and the business, is people, who, people who give instructions and tell you what to always look out for, the spirit of what they're saying. What's it, the spirit? I mean, the real reason of what they're saying. How about you, you can easily misinterpret things. Or just take a piece of, a part of a message and then just run with it. There's always a reason why something is said. If you miss it, you've missed everything. You wake up and you'll be talking and it's like, no, they said this. They said we shouldn't do this. No, they said you shouldn't do this because of what? It was said at a particular day in a particular discussion. It was in context. It's not like every day when you wake up, don't do this. For God so loved the world. It's true he loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. It's true he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth. It's true whosoever believeth. Whosoever believeth. Okay, anybody. They said anybody can come to church. It's true. Anybody can come. But so that they don't perish. So as they are coming, they must be made and be told to repent of their sins. Otherwise, they will perish. Otherwise, they will perish. They will be in church for 50 years if they are not born again. They are not saved. They haven't repented of their sins. They will perish. So when you think, should not perish, then you now have to start asking yourself, what is there to do to avoid perishing? What should we do to avoid perishing? How will you not perish? Because it should not perish. That's what it should not perish. Second Peter. Find Second Peter for me. Second Peter. Chapter. Chapter 3. First Second Peter chapter 3. Verse 8 says that. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day. One day with the Lord is as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. Just, just a slight digression. So what, what, what he's saying here is that it's like, it's like don't, don't play around with God. Because some people can play with God and say, but I did this, nothing has happened. One day to him is like a thousand years. And a thousand years like one day. It's like, oh, God, is, God is love. God is that by his, his, in, his, in his move for love. He's saying that I don't want you to perish. It's like I'm telling you, don't perish. Don't perish. I've given, I've given, I've, I've given all my love by giving you my only son so that you don't perish. So be careful how you handle him. Be careful what you do with him. Be careful how you present him to anybody that you meet. Because I don't want you to perish. The reason is that I don't want you to perish. Because you can perish. Then verse 9. 
The Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, what? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Not willing. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but he is long-suffering towards us, to us what? That's towards us. Not willing. He's not, he's not ready to compromise on this perishing subject. He doesn't want anybody to perish. His promises are there. His blessings are there. His goodness is there. His kindness, his love. All those things are there. But he is not willing that any should perish. You see, sometimes when you, are, when you are dealing with someone, you can take someone for granted. It's easy for people to take people for granted. Leaders are taken for granted. Pastors are taken for granted. Fathers are taken for granted. It's very easy because in that person is kindness and love and forgiveness and a heart, a heart to bring you up and for you to do what, that's what is in a person's heart. But also in his heart is a purpose and a vision and a plan to do something. And therefore, judgment. So that same person who will be showing you love, don't do this. Be like this. Be like this. But before that, you take the person for granted. Thinking that he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's about. You, even, you would even joke with the most serious of things. I've seen people, instead of saying sorry, they laugh. Over serious things, they laugh. And because, because when they laugh, you laugh back. So they think it's not a problem. But you laugh because you don't want to embarrass the person. You don't want the person to feel like a fool. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He's long-suffering toward us. It doesn't mean that God doesn't know what he wants. The father says, oh, this is okay. This one is okay. You know, this all right. This doesn't matter. He, doesn't, he hasn't killed you. He hasn't thrown you away. The father, he even, the father, he even make, we even perhaps even make jokes over your, uh, your mistakes. You say, oh, one day somebody said this and we all laugh. <laughs> one day somebody said, oh, then we all laugh. You see, your sanguinity where everything is light will not take you far. At a point, you have to control yourself. You have to define the land. This is my lightheadedness. And happy about everything. I have to know where to draw the line. That now, now it's getting serious. For instance, your workplace, you can't go to your workplace and tell them that this is how you are. No. I would never advise you to do that. Or enter, or enter an exam and say, this is how you are. So that you forget that you are writing an exam. You can't take it there. You are working in a place. Important documents, you have lost it. And you want them to keep you. By the blood of Jesus. Hey! 
I mean? Even that person who said it's okay, I'll be surprised if she's even kept. If she continues to say that it's okay. How can it be okay? I mean, how can it be okay? But I'm sure she was lying when she was saying it was okay. She doesn't want to embarrass you. That's why you say it's okay. Yeah. You just need the grace of God for somebody else to choose you like you. You can't, you see, but, but, but sometimes we are, we are not, we are generally lighter in life. So we, we are all our approach on everything is light, 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 light. Then we laugh over everything. Everything is funny, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny. Till you meet a place and say, no, no. No. You see, I don't want us. Why am I saying all this? I don't want us to think everything is light, 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 light. Is it then one day you arrive in heaven and you discover that no, it wasn't a joke? Because one day you'll be there. One day you'll be there. One day it will be over. One day you do. You see, this the one that's coming out is your last. Be the last. That's why a lot of things are in life. I mean, you see it in your universities. They tell you, uh, write this exam. Okay, write it again. And they tell that this one is the last one. If you don't pass this one, pack out. It's out, out, out. When you see those things, don't be depressed. Think about it. Tell yourself if a man. Can make can be this firm and make that decision. How much more God? How much more God? If a man can say this is your last chance, if a man can tell you at the workplace, I'm sorry, you have to go. How much more God? A man can tell you today is your last day. It's your last day. We don't want you again. We don't like the way you work. You are too expensive. You're costing us too much. You don't do anything. You've got to go. How much more God? He's not willing that any should perish. No employer is willing that he will fire you. No school is willing that they will sack you, that you will fail. When you do well, it is to their credit. They, they look better. It's only some parts of the world where lecturers want their uh, students to fail. They're very, very happy. Yeah. It's only some parts of the world where you see a lecturer is laughing at his children. Are his, his children. Because you are, you are like the child of a lecturer. The child lecturer will come and he's laughing. I had a lecturer who came into the exam hall. He came to laugh at us and went out. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. All the previous years have had six questions. Answer four. Six, answer four. When he got, I don't, I think he didn't like our class for whatever reason. He sounded warning. He said to us that you people, you see. We didn't believe it. We didn't believe it. We did not believe it. 
that we went into the exam with. Three questions. Three. One, two, three. Answer all. And give us three hours. So you should imagine. One, two, three. Do all in three hours. And usually the lecturer is not there when you're doing an exam. I don't know whether there's a rule that they shouldn't come around. But there we were. Suddenly he appeared. I don't know why. This, this is a university. This is a university. I don't know why they did stop. He, ent- he utterly entered the hall. And he said, he spoke out. He said, look up there. They are sweating. And he laughed. He laughed like a demon. And he walked out. He said, look at them. They are sweating. Even his laughter is ringing in my ears as I'm talking. He laughed. Very difficult, very difficult, wicked man. Because <laughs> the things he's put there, they, they, they were impossible. It's, it's impossible to do it in three hours. Impossible. He came in. I, was, I, I guess he was rolling his sleeves as he was talking. I don't know why he decided to come and roll his sleeves in the hall. He, rose, he, said, he said, look at that. They are sweating. The house, so he's used the, the, the laughter type to roll. He said, <laughs> and he went out. Like you're, like you're watching a horror movie. Where a ghost appears. And laughs. It's ghost. So, today, I have a short message for you. Okay. That none should perish. God doesn't want anybody to perish. None should perish. None should go to hell. So, the title of the message is, Who Will Go to Hell? Who will go to hell? God, hell is real. There is a hell. There is a hell. Luke chapter 15, Luke 16, sorry, verse 19. Very quickly. There was a certain man, there was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sauce. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sauce. You see, sometimes when you're walking by, you see some people who have some things that you desire to have it. Isn't it? I mean, if you have looked at someone, you, you wish you had what they have. Yeah. Okay. You shall have everything you've desired. Every good thing you have prayed for, God will give it to you. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Meaning that the rich man had a burial service. The poor man didn't have a burial service. The only thing that we have recorded of him is that he was taken to, to spend eternity somewhere. We don't know what happened to his real body here. That he was taken somewhere. But the rich man, when he died, was buried. It was a burial service. People went. 
in black hats. Wear on the left side, some on the right side, some on top, different clothes, different things. People came. Then verse 23. And in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torment. Hell is full of torment. See, that's what God says, that, that none should perish. That none should perish. Are you with me? That none should perish. None should go to hell. Believers, we have to believe that there is a hell. Especially those of us who think once saved, forever saved. So once saved, I can do anything. I can do anything. And you've, you, you carve out all sorts of problems for yourself. That your, 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 devil, your devils never die. But you're okay. Your devils. Your devils? You're joking with devils? You have devils. You are where you have devils. And you are saying your devils never die. So you are living with them. You're all demons. These are all demons. You know, we all have demons. Demons are not like lice that you have in your hair. <laughs> we, 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 all, we all have head lice. It's just, that's not how you talk about demons. Demons are like ashes, ashes from hell. They're ushering you back to hell. And you're saying that, you know, we all have, we all have demons. You know, our, our demons are there. You know, my demon has my demon of this and my demon of that. In hell, he did lift up his eyes, being in torment. Would you like to be in torment? Even when the temperature in this room is not right, then we are complaining. You see me screaming and shouting. The worst days, that, that, that. Just slight change in temperature. Slight change in temperature. This AC is not working a bit. And it's like, hey, why? We need this. Look at you when your room gets warm. You've opened windows. You can't even, you can't even sleep with your clothes on. You sleep like you're going swimming. This one is different. This one is different. You haven't seen heat before. This one has heat. Verse 24. And he cried and said, and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am tormented in this flame. I am tormented. Hell has torments. It has torments. He said, I am tormented. I am tormented in this flame. I am tormented. It's not a, place. It's not a nice place. Sometimes I hear people saying that, you know, I don't mind going to hell. I'm going to meet all these rock stars. Is it my first question I'll ask is that this rock star you are saying that you're going to meet him there, did he tell you that he's going to hell? Has he told you he wants to go to hell? You see, like they joke, they joke with I go hell. We are going to have more clubbing, more this, more drinking, more that. It's like in hell. As to, hell is not a party. You will say that because you haven't read your Bible or the Bible has not been read to you. 
That's as you've come to church. It's my chance to read it to you. That hey, next time you meet somebody who says that when we go to hell, we are going to sing these songs. We are going to dance. There'll be more girls there. There'll be more alcohol there. More this there. Then you tell them that the person, the last time, are you listening to me? You said the last time you heard of somebody in hell, the person said, can you ask somebody to put his finger in water and come back just a drop to cool my tongue. The difference that a drop of water will make. You today, if you are thirsty, you want a bottle of water. You should ask yourself, what kind of thirst and torment is this that somebody is only asking for a drop? For a drop. For a drop. I don't know about you, but when you are fasting, fasting is quite easy. It's also difficult. Depending on who you are. When you are fasting, you see, you can tease your body so that you fast through. Because when you are very hungry, you don't need a lot of food to quench it. Just, just one cookie. Your body feels like I'm very full. The reason why the reason why you can't fast for a long time is because you've given yourself to food. You feel like food. I mean food. 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 I've eaten food. There must be something in the human body that when you put it, it triggers something that you have eaten. Then you go for a while. Then you go for a while. Then you go for a while. Then you have a cup of tea. That's the kind of people are able to fast and pray. And the less food you've eaten, the, the more spiritual you even feel. And therefore, you're able to pray more. But sometimes, the other side to the sun, you also punish yourself. You eat your hands. So now, even your concentration is not on the prayer of the fasting. But it's like food. I'm waiting for 6 p.m. to eat food. I want food. No, that's you, you see, you, you have, the whole aim is to be able to pray. But just a little bit, what I'm explaining to you, when you are hungry, just a little bit, small portion of food, you're okay. You're okay. You can take one, one cracker like that, one cream cracker like that, that's it. Just chew, chap, 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 glass of water, the tongues will continue. You see that the tongues are continued. It will take hours again before your stomach will say, hey, I'm running out of fuel. Then you say, don't worry, I'm coming. Then you take another one. You see, the deeper the hunger, the less you need to satisfy it. That's why beggars ask for change. And businessmen ask for loans. <laughs> That's why beggars are always asking for change. Because your 20p will make a difference. Your pound will make a difference. And the guy who is into investments is sitting with investment consultants asking them for big monies. 
Because he doesn't need he doesn't need chips. Doesn't need that what he's looking for is not chips. So when somebody says water, you have to change when you are drinking. Today, if you remember when you are drinking, you will know that you are far from hell. You don't need is there anybody here who wants me to dip my finger in water and come and cool your tongue? That's all what you, you want a bottle of coke. Sparkling water, still water. You want Fanta, you want orange juice. It tells you how far you are from hell. How far you are. Huh? Come and cool my tongue. Hell is a place of torment. So who is in hell? Number one. Do you want to know? Yes. You're sure you want to know? Yes. Number one, there are rich people in hell. Just from this passage, there are rich people in hell. They are not there because they are rich. But also, Jesus said, it is more difficult for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. That's the words of Christ. The richer, prosperous, successful you become, the more you put yourself in danger of serving God. So as you do well in life, as things get better, depending, depending also, also, depending on what you call success, there are people from homes where nobody has ever made it. They are the first. Those people are different from everybody is okay. Everybody is okay. So you see someone who has made it, he carries himself different because where he's come from, he's the only one. He's the only one who has been to school. He's the only one who has been to university. He's the only one. He's the only one who lives abroad. Do you know abroad? Abroad is where you are. Abroad. Far, far away. You see, they are different. Behavior is different. Thinking is different. But, but watch it. Be careful. When things are getting... When, when you are entering your dreams. A lot of sisters backslide over boys. That one is a lot. It's very, it's very unfortunate. Even after what I've said now, there will still be casualties. Yeah. After what I've said, there will still be casualties. Because it's the dream of many women to marry. It's their dream. So that's what they live for. So as soon as they get one, everything else is meaningless. So that you see an old, old seasoned Christian that you would think knows better. No, she doesn't know better. She doesn't, she doesn't. One in a million are able to cross that thing smoothly and successfully without any, any problems. And you see, it's like, yeah, I have, I'm happy, I'm blessed, I'm grateful, but they are, they are focused on God and they are focused on all other things as well. Many of them, as soon as they get, it's like, that's it. It's like, we finished. It's like, that's why we came. It's like, they, are, they behave like, next time you watch Usain Bolt's running, 
Watch when he crosses the finishing line. That's how girls behave when they get a boy. It's like, it's finished. It's finished. The next thing you see is. Yeah. So you wonder if this is why you are in the church, then you should have stayed there and just got one. As soon as you see, he, he, he plays before, he jokes before the, the race starts. You see him joking, you see him doing things to people, telling people, sing, sing. That's like he, that he'll come like that. He'll be joking and doing things. As soon as they said, on your marks, he's a different person. Then he will be serious for nine point something seconds. Then afterwards, he starts again. He will take his first. He will take his uh, uh, whatever it's called. He take his shoes off. And then he will stand in front of the cameraman. Then he has he has some dance that he does. I've never understood the dance. <laughs> he, as soon as he, he starts playing. Because, why does he start playing? Because he has achieved what he came to achieve. He's got the gold. He's got the gold. He's got the record. Your Christianity is not for marriage. It's not your husband that is at stake. It's heaven or hell. That's what is at stake. It's amazing. That you will trade it. You will trade your soul, your salvation. So, that's, that's where the danger is. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Why do you serve God? Why are you following God? It's amazing that this is why you are serving God. We are in the church. You haven't become anything. You have, you've not even watched one the first soul. We said we are winning 10 souls each. We have not seen the first one sitting next to you. This is my soul. To even to wonder that. Who is this person who is now sing, sitting next to this lady? Do that. Oh, this, is, this must be her convert. This must be her soul that she's won to Christ. If you only, a, a man wins you. Then you start doing. You say, oh. <laughs> I've never understood the dance. <sighs> so, when your aim is riches... Riches will blow you off. I've seen people backslide over jobs. They got a job because it's like, that's the dream. I just want to work here. I just want to work here. So they got that job. That's it. That's their end. That's the rich. That's the rich. That's what it is easier for a camel to go through the aisle for me than for a rich man, a successful man, somebody who has made it. And I'm saying that made it is very subjective. It differs from one person to the other. That's not how you meet people. You wonder, why is this person so proud? What, you, what has made you so proud? Why do you feel so cool? What have you, what do you have? What you value, everybody doesn't value it. So why do you feel so cool? Why? Tell somebody where you are working. I said, I worked there. Then you were not born. Yeah. I said, when you were working there, you were not born. 
I'm amazed. I'm amazed that you get a job there. You sacrifice God. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. So I, I said, I worked there. I said, I was a pastor. I was a pastor in London when I was working there. I'm amazed that all your life, this is what you want to earn. You want to earn how much? 29K, 36K, 43.5K. I've seen 43K. I mean, it's like, that is it. They said, I'm starting off from 26K, and every year I'm going to go up by 3K, and then a bonus of what K? You are just into case. You shall have good jobs. No, you will prosper. Amen. You will prosper. You will not suffer. Amen. You will have better jobs than your parents. Amen. You will. Amen. You will. You will live in better houses than where you grew up. Amen. You will not continue life in a council flat. Amen. Ah, you won't. You won't. You will have a driveway with your car. His and hers. This is for him and that is for her. Are you receiving it? Are you in church? So, you can find the rich in hell. Don't make riches your aim. Don't live to become rich. Don't live to become successful. Live to be found pleasing to God. Live to please God. Every step of the way, live in your relationship. God first. God first. God first. Him, whatever number you can give him. After you can put your hair second, your, your, your nails third, and then you can put him fourth. I don't, I don't know. But whatever, whatever you arrange, God first. Yes, God first. My wife has never come before God. No, 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 no. She's not before God at all. I don't love her more than I love God. I don't. And I have never. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Your faces look very... I was like, oh, I thought... Of, of course I love her, but she can't compare herself to God. She can't. She's no match. If you are showing a documentary on God, she will not even be in the shadows. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Those of you get one boy, you get one girl, you sacrifice everything for one girl. Oh. I have never said it, but I can't say it loud. I'll not be able to say it again, but I have no respect for such people. When I see you, I, do, I, I can't even bring myself to respect you. You look too cheap and easy. I can't, I can't bring myself to respect you. Because of one girl, you are confused. Yeah. 
don't have been a relationship with her. 1989, 1990, 91, 92. We married in 93. Four years. She was no match to God. She, and she knew it. She's no match. It's not like it's news to her. She, she knows. Even when it gets to God, hey, bye bye. See you after. See you later. See you later. This one will, in, will, will affect my relationship with God. So you, you, are not, you are not even welcome. Don't even come there. It's me and God. Here you are, you are resigning over. You've met Jezebel and um, Eve. Well, I don't know about Eve. I think Jezebel. <laughs> You are. Hey, your, whole, your whole Christian orientation has changed. Because you succeeded in getting some hips to follow you around. Number two, if you are chatting, let's finish and go home. Number two, so these are the rich. You understand the rich, isn't it? Yeah, the successful, yes, the rich. The sisters don't look happy with what I, my last point. That, that's why I said I'm sorry, but I won't change. Never. Not that much. Certain brother. He came to have a discussion with me about a certain sister. And I gave him advice from from here. Do you know here? The bottom of my heart. I spoke to him. What happened? I was there and I got a message from the sister. That oh. Mr. Man said, you said this and this and this and this and this and this and and that. I said, I said, I didn't say anything. I thought he didn't respond. I didn't say say anything to him or her. I just said to myself, some of these guys, they are chicken and noodle soup. He, He can't, he's going to report to his boss. Yes. That is where you see who is in charge. You think it's like it's not love. It's not love. it's a controlling thing. Because now she has the confidence to approach because the advice didn't favor her in a certain sense. So now she has the boldness to approach me that you said this, you said this, you said that 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 that. that. So yes, yeah, true I said. I mean, but I was thinking about the guys. Hey, this guy. Some of the guys said they are spaghetti. Cook spaghetti. Next time you cook spaghetti, take one out of the thing. Just roll it. You see what? I'm... No conviction. No conviction. Spaghetti boy. He's seen a girl. He thinks that's the end of the world. 
He went to tell her. To tell her. <laughs> it's very funny. Number two, let me finish, okay? I have to go fast now. Are you ready for fast? Fast roll call. We are making a, we are checking those who are in hell. Number two, wicked people go to hell. Wicked people. May you never be wicked. Amen. Psalm 9 and verse 17. It says, the wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. The wicked. (laughs) Decide never to be wicked. Don't be a wicked person. Because the wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget you live in a country that's becoming more and more increasingly godless. Pray for that nation. Don't, le- don't learn. One of the things you have to do is not to learn from the nation you live in. When they are becoming more and more ungodly. You don't learn. You don't pick up everything that people are doing. No matter who it is. People who forget God, they don't know God. There's no reverence for God. They don't appreciate God. They don't serve God. Have no respect for God. When you don't have respect for somebody, maybe I wonder, how would you know somebody that hasn't got respect for someone? You don't regard their words. You show respect to someone by the words. What you do with what the person has said. If anyone would disrespect you, you will say something, the person will not do anything about what you say. Or will do the opposite of what you said. That's disrespect. How else will it be? How else will it be? By what? Buying shoes for the person? No, no, no. No, no, no. You do what the person. Some people say they are very spiritual. Very spiritual. Your father has told you to do something. You won't do it. He said you're a spiritual person. And the Bible says, honor your parents. And your father has said to you that don't do this. What he has said, don't do. It's exactly what you are doing. And he said you're a spiritual person. What religious book do you read? How do you measure your spirituality? When you are failing on what the, script, the scripture teaches, and not your parents, incline your ears to my wisdom. Do this. The very thing I said, you are doing the opposite. I told you someone the other day. I said, you said, you said you are a spiritual girl. You said you are very, very spiritual girl. You love God. This. What your father has said, don't do. That, you are, for years now, you are doing it. How spiritual are you? I said, if you ask me, you are not asking me, but I'm saying, if you ask me, I'll say you're a rebel. You're not a spiritual person. You're a rebel. If you ask me, but you're not asking me, so you can ignore my opinion. My God. (laughs) The wicked and those who forget God shall be turned to hell. So that's two there. One is the wicked. So number three is those who have forgotten God. Nations that have forgotten God. Nations that there's no God there. When you quote a verse, they'll say it's hate speech. When you quote a verse, they'll say, they'll say down with what the Bible says. Down with it, down with it, down. Aha. Uh-huh. They'll go to hell. That have forgotten God. 
me read it to you. Romans chapter 1. Verse 28. Are we reading the Bible? Romans 1, 8 says, And even as they did not like to retain God. To retain is to keep, isn't it? To keep. Like to keep God. You see, you can keep God in your life or you can kick God out. God can be in your life or you can kick God out of your life. God can be in your relationship or you can kick God out of your relationship. God can be in your marriage or you can kick him out. You can blow him out. It's like, clear out, God. Clear off. You say, I've never said that before. No, you've never said that. But his words have said, don't do this. Do this. Clear out means done with your words. I don't care what your word is. Like, I don't even care what your word says. I don't even want to know what your word says. Retain. Keep God in everything that you do. Some people say, it's like, God is in marriage. God is in relationship. God is in their job. God is in their health. When it gets to their finances, clear out God. Clear out. Clear out. Out. What is offerings? What is tithe? What is giving? Quiet. 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 Quiet over there. I need, I need to buy a new shirt. You said what? You said what tithe? Quiet. I'm planning to buy some new shoes. Need to shop for my, I need to shop for my babies. You said, what we should do, we should do. Quiet over there before. <laughs> retain, I'm talking about retain God. Keep God in different aspects of your life. Keep him there. Let God be there. When you kick him out, because he says, retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. This was written before we were all born. The animal doesn't keep God. He gives you up to a reprobate mind. And then you start doing things that are not convenient. Things that are not convenient. Do you understand convenient? I think you do. Verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Anything silly. Think about it and see if it's strange to you. You say it happens. Unrighteousness. Anything ungodly. I mean, think. You can shout anything that's ungodly. You see that you've seen one before. Because people have kicked God out of their lives. Unrighteousness. Fornication. Fornication. Look how fornication is common. It's so common. It's so common. One day, One day, a certain pastor went on visitation to this is new convert that he has got. If it was a pickup Sunday, picking up, picking up somebody to church. When he went there, the brother said, the brother said, I can't come. He said, Why? If I agree that you are coming, he said, I can't come. So the pastor pressed and said, why can't you come? He said, because there's somebody there. I 
can't leave her. He said, who is she? Do you know the answer to who is she? The brother said, I don't know his name. I don't know her name. Ah. So now the pastor is getting confused. What do you mean you don't know her name? Then, 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 then the pastor said, then let's go in and tell her that we are going. So she also comes like the pastor felt now he's got two souls. Let's go there. So then he said, No, 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 no. You don't understand what I said. You don't understand what I'm saying. I don't know her. I don't know whether she goes to church. I don't know who she is. I went to a party yesterday and I met her. And we're all drunk and I came home with her. When we finish what we came to do, we have slept. You have come to wake us up. Hey. It's not now that I'm going to tell her that some days we go to church. <laughs> he said, The person lying there, I don't know her. I don't know her name. I don't know her age. I don't know her nationality. I don't know whether she's a human being or a spirit. I don't know. We just met. May you never be in an undefined bed. Like I can see that some of you look very sad. It's almost like, Bishop, can you move on? I mean, this thing we have, we have been there before. Can you just move on quickly? didn't understand. He can't, he can't even relate with that. What do you mean you don't know her? I mean, somebody is asleep in your room. You don't know the person. <laughs> he says, so they'll be filled with fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, Boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, people who have no regard for marriage. They will break the marriage with it. They'll break the marriage like, like how you change your first dress you tried on this morning. Have you seen how you tried on a dress? It doesn't fit. You don't like the way you look in it. You look at it, you say, no, my tummy is showing. Or my this place is like this. And then you just take it off. You just take it off. And then you, you took the one that you are wearing now. People who don't retain God, that's how they are. Covenant breakers. Marriage is a covenant. They break it, I mean, without, without sweat. It's like, it's not even a problem. It's not even a problem. Is that what are you talking about? Is it a problem? I said, I don't like him. I don't like her face. It's over. Like how you change the top, the first top you wore. Do you remember the first top you wore this morning? Not yesterday. Today is today. You tried about three before you got this one. How many did you try? Four. Yes. You tried four. Yes, four before you chose this one. It's a true story, isn't it? Yes. 
When you try that, you'll stand in the mirror, look at yourself. They say, no, I have to change it. When you marry, you have to pray for special grace when you're going out with your wife. Pray, Lord, give me a third heart. (laughs) Yes. You need like three hearts. So you can be calm. Let her try everything she wants to try. Because you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that she'll try everything. And she'll tell that nothing is working. And then you ask, so what? She say, I have to go to the shop and buy one. Meanwhile, you are in your you are in your suit, you are dressed up, you're about to drive off. And she is now going shopping. When it gets there, when the first heart is about to fail, switch to the second heart so you don't die. You need three. Yes. Then you see the second one will be working. Before it's overworking, then you switch to the fourth, third one. Sometimes you need like five hearts. Five. You use five hearts before you arrive at the wedding. Or wherever you are going to. Before you arrive at wherever you are going to. You have used about five hearts. You are on the sixth one. So when you come and the bride too is late. But when you get and the bride is late, then she'll be saying, you see, I mean, what have we missed? <laughs> you know, I mean, we are here. We are all here. <laughs> That's what you need. You need the seventh heart. Going to dinner, going out. Don't be surprised. I'm advising you in advance. Don't be surprised when your wife says she has to buy a dress that morning. That morning. The program is at 11 o'clock in the morning. 9.30. She says she needs a dress. Don't be surprised. Just relax. Turn on podcast. Put the volume loud. And say, okay, I'm waiting for you. Just go and come. My only advice is that don't follow her. No, 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 no. Don't go with her. Let her go. Yes. If you are feeling happy, you can go with her. But usually I advise you not to go. Because when you go, there will be another problem. In, because she needs 17 shops. And then she will come back to the second one. Do you understand? She go to shop one, shop two, shop three, shop four. All the way to shop 17. And say so she can't find it. They say, okay, I think the one I saw in the second shop. Then she'll ask you, do you remember this, that one? Let's go there. I'll show you. We'll go to the second shop. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Wait at home. Wait at home. So you'll, be, you'll be a good Christian. Just wait at home patiently. As soon as she, you hear the door open, just ask her, did you get one? She say, yes. Say, okay. Let me see. Oh, it looks nice on you. You just have to be calm. Very calm. No fighting. I'm giving you free advice. I give free for the future. Mm, Are you there? Not covenant breakers without natural affection. There's natural affection. There's some things that you like naturally. 
A girl naturally likes a boy. Naturally. Nature. Nature. This one is not human beings. This, this, this is when we move out of the human being world into the animal world or the plant world. Animal, plant world, you see male, female. Male, fe- everything is explained. Male, female. It's a natural affection. Every guy finds a girl beautiful. 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 That's why when you are coming to church, we put beautiful girls at the door. It's to, it's to relax you. It's to relax you. It's to relax you. Yeah. It's to relax you. That's how you see them all the way from the train station. As soon as you gather, you see a beautiful smile. Then as you are coming on the way, you see, I saw, I saw one, I saw one as I was walking down. She was standing at a very odd point, but she was standing there. I've never seen. She was standing up there. She just said, Peshab. I said, Hello. Hello. It's just to relax you. That it's like where you are going. There's hope. There's something nice there. There's something nice there. So keep walking. It's like keep walking, keep walking, Johnny Walker. Keep walking. <laughs> There's something nice there. Every guy finds like when you are. Don't go and fast over the fact that you find this lady beautiful. No, it's not a fasting topic. Rather, thank God that you don't find him attractive. That's the problem. That's natural affection. Yes. So when people don't retain God, they begin to behave in an unnatural way. What, what documentaries on animals? You see a leopard will be five miles away. A female leopard will be ready for um, mating. He can smell her from that. A... Because female leopards, they live alone. They live alone. As soon as the mating season is over, they'll start biting him. He has to leave. He knows he has to leave. I don't need you again. He has to go. Then you see that he starts his journey. He's going. There's somebody ready. By the time he gets, another male has come. So now they have to fight. Whoever survives is the one who will get. She's just be lying there watching them. They'll fight and fight and fight. Sometimes to the death. Yeah, over a leopard girl. <laughs> I'm explaining natural affection. Natural affection. Natural affection. So when you don't, when you're a lady, you don't find a guy attractive and interesting. Then you need God. When you're a guy, you don't find a lady. Lady. I mean, sugar is sweet. (laughs) 
you don't find sugar sweet. Without God, natural affection. It's natural. Nature. 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 Don't slap your husband because he looked at some girl. It's, be, be happy that he didn't look at some boy. Even be happy. Be happy. Be happy that at least he's normal. He now has to learn how to control it. But he's okay. It's okay. You're sitting on the bus and you see a beautiful girl and you look. Don't say, No. It's natural. It's natural. It's natural. It's natural. It's natural. Just don't listen. Look, if you don't keep quiet, we can't finish the service. You have to finish. Listen. Just don't let your mind travel too far. Because, because you can control it. You see, you can, it, can, it can be controlled. It can be held back. But be glad. Be glad that you notice. Yes. When dancing stars are dancing. Be... Ah, why? What about them? So what I'm saying is that be glad that your, your, your attention is not on auto. <laughs> glad. It's, it's, it's a sign that you are normal. You're okay. That you still have God. Don't feel bad that you notice can be more than you notice auto. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Don't think there's something wrong with you. Because you can choose. You can choose to watch Eric, to watch Otto, or to... How many of you have have your favorite dancers? When they are dancing, you watch. You have a particular one. It's not that when they are leaving and they do... Yeah. You have some particular ones you keep your eyes on. People are getting too excited. Number, number, number four. <laughs> We're doing a roll call to hell. Those who go to hell. You shall avoid hell. Amen. You will escape it. Amen. Number four. The pompous, the mighty, and proud. The cheap one. The chief ones of the earth will go to hell. Isaiah 14 verse 9. 
Help from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee. Even all the chief ones of the earth. You see, success and pomposity and bigness can easily take you away. Why? Why is it when you live in the rich parts of the world, you think Christianity is finished? Christianity is not finished. And the, and the rich parts of the world actually are the, in terms of population, are the smallest areas. Yeah. Go to Asia. There's God. Go to Africa. God, by day and night. God. <laughs> you, can go, you can go on Facebook and all these places. And check where do you see large churches preaching by day and night? The other day I saw somebody, I saw I saw someone 77 days of glory. Then I saw another one, 365 days of prayer. Every day there's prayer. Where we live is a little deceptive when it gets to God. Yes. Because it's like success has a tendency and an ability to take you away from God. It's almost like, I don't need God again. I don't need God because I've, I've made it. Pray that the day you get blessed, you don't lose God. Pray. Especially whatever you call blessing. The thing you must fear is what you call blessing. What you call a blessing. What you call a blessing. That's the thing that you have to pray about because the day you get it, you may easily think that it's over. I don't need God again. What you call a blessing. Pray about that thing. Pray about it. Because that thing is like your God. You feel that thing can answer everything. That's why rich, rich countries don't serve God anymore. They don't believe in God anymore. They have to force the poorer countries to accept their their. And godly and godly ways. It's like you have to force it on them through movies, through music, through different things. Like, and even politicians now even use it. If you don't accept this, you will not have this again. Finish. The chief ones of the earth. It has raised up from the thrones all the kings of the nations. Wow. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Are thou also become as, as become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave. The noise of thy vials, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. So you see the people that are in hell, the chief ones, the pompous ones, the proud ones. Number five. Number five, the beast and the false prophet will go to hell. Romans 19, 20. The beast and the false prophet. The false prophet that wrought miracles. Revelation 19, 20. That wrought miracles before him. They're all in hell. Number six, the devil will go to hell. Revelation 20, 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. Devil. You don't want to go where the devil is going. At least today you can see that there's no music in hell. There's no fun there. There are no picnics. The 
don't joke with it when God said that none should perish. That none should perish. You, if you have an only son, will you just sacrifice that person? You must have a good reason before you even think, before you even consider it. He gave you, you think he gave his only son for fun? For you to just misbehave and say, oh, Father, mercy, oh, oh God, mercy, oh, Father of mercies, mercy, mercy, oh, God, mercy, mercy, God, mercy. The wicked will go to hell. Sinners will go to hell. People will deliberately sin. You are sin, you are doing this. Oh, mercy, oh, mercy, oh, God, mercy. Oh, it doesn't, it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let me try it for a little while. Do you know when you will die? You don't know. Oh, let me just try it for a while. Let me just try it for a while. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure soon we'll talk about judgment. Some of us, you see, you are someone's only chance, only chance to know about God and to go to heaven. Every person's only chance. You have to watch how you relate with that person and what you do for that person. You have the person's only chance. You are the reason why perhaps somebody will swear I will never go to church. When we ask why, you say, oh, once I knew this lady, she used to go to church, but I was always here with her. Why should I go to church? There was no difference between me and church, best people. You are the only person. And if you when you stand before God, you have to explain for that soul. Because God likes that person. God loves that person. He sent his son for that person. And you assisted the person to hell. You have to answer. Even phone companies ask you for their money. How much more souls? When you see bills, you start trembling. How much more souls? See, bills, you are trembling. You be asked about the soul. You are the only chance to the only, the only, the, you, are, you are like a door to God for somebody. Can you imagine that because of you today, somebody is sitting somewhere and say, Oh, church, oh, these church people. God. Say, Oh, this girl, oh, I do, I'm a long time. <laughs> Do this, we go here. Oh, even she, she said, Oh, the pastors, they are like the days, the church people, they are like that, 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 that. That none should perish. Should not perish. Should not perish. That's what is at stake. Should not perish. Hell. We are playing games. Sometimes even you are even serious in the church. You have to help others to become serious. Then you are playing with them. But that shall not be your story. Amen. Your amen is weak. Amen. I'll finish my list of those who are in hell. You have seven, don't you? Six. What did you do with the seventh? How come you have six? You have six, I have seven. What was your sixth? The devil. The seventh, anyone whose name is not in the book of life. Make sure your name is written in the book of life. 
Revelation 20, verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Today, when you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Every day you get a chance, when you are invited, give your life to Jesus. Come to God. Don't be stubborn. Don't harden yourself. Because when your name is not written in the book of life, it's hell. I'm sure when we get to heaven, there will be a book. I don't know whether a book, iPad, some high level, something. Because the people will be a lot. Millions and millions, billions of people. There has to be a way of checking. But it's a book. There are books on iPads, isn't it? Yes. Even iPad has reached the earth. There must be some system that is up there that we haven't seen yet. When you get there, you check. Say, what is your name? What is your name? Rochelle. Rochelle. Rochelle what? Rochelle. We can see Rochelle Labby. Rochelle Smith. Rochelle Johnson. What did you say was your name again? Also, we are going alphabetical order. We are coming. We are looking. We, okay, we can see Rochelle Orange. I, did you say Rochelle Orange? Rochelle Oscar. Rochelle Oliver. You can see Rochelle Oliver. You said you are Rochelle what? you'll be sweating because you'll be going through the names and I'm sure the angel will keep asking you you said Russell what? I can see Russell Johnson Russell Oliver Russell Oscar Russell what? what? Oswald Russell Oswald is here Oswald Russell Russell Oswald is here Okay, you are O.W. Let's look. Rochelle Owen. So that's O.W.E. We are looking for O.W.U. Okay, we see Rochelle Owen. Rochelle what? Owen with an I. Owen with an I. You are standing there, book of life. Rochelle. Oh, I've seen Rochelle Amelia Owusu. Is that you? There's Rochelle Priscilla Owusu. Is that you? There's Rochelle Eden Owusu. Is that you? And we can see Rochelle Lucille Owusu. Is that you? So you are Rochelle what? Do you have a middle name? You are just Rochelle. Can you picture that day? If they are looking for your name. Today if you are not sure whether your name is written in the book of life. Make sure it's written. Before you leave this place. Stand to your feet. If you are not sure, make sure it's written. 
Thank God for this afternoon. Just thank him. Pray for yourself. Thank you, him. Bless him. Thank him. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself that you will not miss heaven. Pray for yourself that you will not perish. And anyone you meet or you come into contact with will not perish. Will not perish. Will not perish. They will not perish. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. There will be no perishing in your life. No perishing. And no perishing with people that you meet and people that you interact with. That you become charged to reach out for souls. To win souls over to God and to Christ. Pray for yourself. Pray. That you be filled. It's not playing the fool. It's of ushering others to hell. It's of assisting others into corruption and confusion and going to hell. You will rather assist them to love God. To serve God. To know God. His word is true. His word is true. His word is true. Everything we have read from the Bible today is true. Everything we have read shall come to pass. Everything we have read is true. It shall come to pass. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for a blessed time in your presence. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your beautiful message to us, Lord, that none should perish. Thank you for telling us about those who go to hell. Thank you for showing us, revealing to us the hidden treasures and truths of the Bible of those who go to hell, of those who can go to heaven. Help us today. This afternoon, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you only say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want my name to be written in the book of life. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. Going to church doesn't make you born again. Being born into a Christian home doesn't make you born again. Having Christian names doesn't make you mean you're a Christian. What it means to be saved, what it means for your name to be written in a book of life is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and confess him and declare him that Jesus is the Lord of my life and invite him into your heart and into your life. This afternoon, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus in my life. I want my name to be written in the book of life. If you're here like that, you'll say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I want you to lift up your right hand. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I want Jesus in my life. Just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. So I can see you. God bless you. God bless you. You want, to, you want to give your life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus today. I want to be born again. I want to be saved. I want my name to be written in the book of life. You're right. And God bless you. I can see your hand. You also want to join. You want to say, today is my day. I need salvation. I need salvation. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want my name written in the book of life. God bless you. I can see your hands. God bless you. You also want to join him. Don't harden your heart. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say another day. Nobody has promised you another day. Today is your day. You are here for a purpose and for a reason. You are here because of God's love. God has shown kindness for you to hear such a message at such a time. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. I need Jesus. I want my name to be written. Please, just your right hand and I'll pray with you. I pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. You have your hand lifted up. 
I want to do one more thing. I want to come out of your seat and come to me right here in the front. Come. Come all the way. Wherever you are, you lifted up your hand. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to be sure of your salvation. Come. 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 You didn't need to have lifted up your hand, but come. Now is the important one. Come and say that prayer. Come and make that prayer. Come. Come. That your name will be written in the book of life. Come. Come. From wherever you are, come. Come. As we sing, we are waiting for you. Come. Keep coming. Come. It's not too far. Hell is very far. Hell is very disturbing. Save yourself from hell. Come and give your life to Jesus today. Yes. Yes. Thou bids me come. singing through it one more time you are still out there you want to come i want you to come now come now you are not sure of your salvation you are not sure whether your name is written in the book of life or not come now come Ask your neighbor who lifted up their hand, but they didn't come. That tell the person, I like to walk with you. You know, I've walked with others to different places. This is for salvation. Check with your neighbor. Sometimes people need just a little encouragement. This is very important. A soul is being saved. A soul. A soul. And walk with that precious soul. Don't watch on for people to perish. I thought I saw a hand somewhere here. Who hasn't been? Everybody there has come. I thought I saw a hand here. Oh, you've come. Close your eyes and let's pray. Close your eyes. It's a very important time. Everybody, I, every eye closed, every head bowed. I want you to say this prayer after me, those of you in front. And the whole church, help us say it. Say it out loud and boldly. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father. Oh, I can't hear you. Say, Heavenly Father. Thank you for today. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with my heart. I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord that Jesus died for me on the cross and he rose up on the third day I believe I believe that Jesus is alive 
Say Lord Jesus Lord Jesus Please come into my heart Please be the Lord of my life From today From today I will serve you I will obey you I will follow you I will be a Christian Please write my name In the book of life Say thank you father For accepting me And making me a child of yours Now say this Now say Satan I am born again I am bought with the blood of Jesus I don't belong to you anymore I am a child of God I am a child of God I am covered by the blood of Jesus Jesus is the Lord of my life I belong to Jesus In Jesus name Say it one more time In Jesus name And shout your best Amen God bless you Please yeah. Receive our gifts God bless you God bless you Take it, read it Let this be the beginning of a new life new life new life in Jesus new life in Jesus new life in Jesus a sweet life it's a good life it's a nice life it's a sweet life and we like living this kind of life what a blessing stand to your feet and let's receive the communion together yes that was broken for you faster faster quick drink this is my blood that was poured out for you whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed Cup of blessing which we bless It is the communion of the blood of Christ The bread which we break It is the communion of the body of Christ Oh, this is the holy meal It is the meal of God It will sustain you It will heal you It will bring you life When I see the blood Oh I will pass over you When I see the blood Oh I will pass over you my body that was broken for you drink this is my blood poured out for you whoever eats my flesh
For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless, it is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, it is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal, it is the meal of God. heal you, it will bring you life when I see the blood I will pass over you yes I will yes I will when I see the blood I will pass over you Father, we thank you. Thank you for the communion. Thank you for the body of Christ and the blood, Lord. We eat it in faith and we eat it in hope, Lord, that we are really eating the body and drinking the blood of our Savior, Lord. Father, because of the blood, because of the communion, let the plague pass over us, Lord. May distraction pass over us, Lord. May shame pass over us, Lord. May everything that destroys, may the destroyer not find us, but may it pass over us, Lord. May a thousand fall by our side and ten thousand by our right hand side, but may nothing affect us, Lord. May no evil befall us, Lord. May no evil affect anybody gathered here this evening, Lord. Father, thank you for escape. Thank you for divine escape. Thank you for divine and supernatural escape, Lord. Of every evil and every wickedness, Lord. Now, oh God. Now, oh God. This is the cup of blessing. May our lives be turned into a blessed life. May our efforts be blessed. May every test, everything we try... Be blessed, oh God, that we may succeed, Lord. Father, let it be added unto our lives that these lives are blessed lives, oh God. Let every soul here, every life here, every person gathered here because of the eating of the Lord's body and the drinking of the blood be called a blessed person, Lord. Thank you for added blessing. Thank you for added blessing. Thank you for the desired blessing that shall, has been added to our lives today, oh God. May every broken heart be healed. May every disappointed soul be encouraged. Father, let our secret dreams and our secret desires be granted, Lord. For the desires of the righteous are only good. Let the desires be granted, oh God. Grant our desires, oh God. Our desires to love you more. 
Our desires to do more for you. Our desires to do well, Lord. Our desires to walk with you, O God. Our desires to stay pleasing and worthy to you, Lord. Father, may it be granted, O God. Let this be the moment where a seed of life, a seed of hope, a seed of blessing was planted in our lives, Lord. As we eat it, Lord, according to your word, Christ comes into us. Christ dwells in us, Lord. May our great Lord and our great Savior be in us and enable us to win every battle and every struggle. Thank you for healing today. And thank you for restoration. I pray for restoration. Let that which has been lost in time, in money, in whatever form, let there come a restoration. Let there come a restoration. Let there come another chance, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. Father, I pray over every bread and every drink here. And I declare that it's sanctified, it's blessed, and it is the Lord's body, Lord. I break this bread as Jesus broke that bread on that day. And he said, this is my body, take it, eat it. For as, much, as often as you do this, you do show my death. This is the body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat all of it. Expect miracles after this meal. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ. Drink all of it. Every disturbance in your life disappears. Anything that has disturbed you perishes today. Anything that is a form of disturbance perishes today. Anything that has disturbed your peace and captured your peace and hijacked your rest and your peace perishes today. In Jesus' name, receive divine visitation. Receive divine visitation. Receive God's visit and God's blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. You are taking your seat as a blessed child of God. You are taking your seat as someone who is more blessed than when you walked into this room. You are taking your seat as someone who has been promoted by God. Be seated as a blessed and promoted child.